An unemployed man fasted for 33 days for a Lamborghini. A missing man was found dead inside a Spanish dinosaur statue. And shovels fly at Siberian's annual speed grave digging contest. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I have three weird news stories from around the world. Here we go. An unemployed man almost died fasting for 33 days for a Lamborghini. That's right, fasting for a Lamborghini. Somebody wants to just drive fast, man. What's his name? Mark Muradzira. He's a youth leader at a church in Bindura, Zimbabwe. Mark decided to take his faith to the next level. Unfortunately, it didn't end remotely as expected because he almost died for a car. This isn't your typical Price is Right situation. Mark was found almost dead after a 33-day fast. Now, the fast was actually supposed to last for 40 days and 40 nights. Very biblical. The reason behind this fast had even Mark's bishop shaking his head disapprovingly. Mark was fasting for a Lamborghini. Why did he want a Lamborghini so bad? Well, his girlfriend said it was her dream car. (laughs) Mark almost died alone during his 33-day fast as he had separated himself from his family and friends in order to avoid any temptations whatsoever or to avoid anybody seeing what he was doing, being a dummy, and stopping him. Fortunately, his friend found Mark's hiding place before it was too late. It doesn't say what the hiding place was. Was it under the house? Was it in a tree? Where was he hiding? On, on top of the Lamborghini? Where was the hiding spot? I need to know. The frail and unrecognizable Mark Muradzira was taken to Bindura General Hospital, of course. Uh, he is be- he's recovering currently, putting on some more weight. Many, including the bishop, have expressed that this young man should have at least fasted for something, you know, useful, like a job instead of a car, considering he is unemployed. A little misguided. Church members, though, they tried to raise the money to make the young man's dreams come true with this Lamborghini, but then they realized very quickly that the cheapest Lamborghini cost about 400,000 U.S. dollars, so they quickly aborted the mission. (laughs) Yeah, that GoFundMe stopped right away. They resorted to helping with Mark's hospital bills with the $37 that they raised thus far. (laughs) They were going to raise money for a Lamborghini. They only raised $37. Clearly, they have failure of perspective here. I would like a little more information about the contest that Mark entered, where you fast for 40 days to win a Lamborghini. Who's holding such a contest? And if someone is and it's known, there's going to be more than one person nearly dying for this car. This seems like the government should stop this right away. This is very dangerous, these contests. Is this the kind of lottery they have in Zimbabwe? <laughs> you don't buy a ticket. You just you starve yourself or you cut off your arm. <laughs> Extreme things. It says, once you see the luxury vehicle, it's no surprise that this young man and his girlfriend dream of such a car. Yeah, sure, it's okay to dream. Nothing wrong with dreaming about a car. But everything is wrong if you decide to starve yourself and nearly die for a car when you don't even have a job. Like, get it together, Mark. You win the Lamborghini, where are you going to go without a job? You're going to take your girlfriend where? To dinner? You don't have a job. You're just going to cruise around in the Lambo? How are you going to put gas in a Lambo? Can you imagine what the sort of mileage per gallon a Lambo gets? Very expensive with gas prices right now, Mark. What was your plan? You didn't really think this through now, did you? 
But, you know, at the end of the day, this isn't so much a story of a man who's very misguided and stupid, more so a man who's really in love and wants to do what he can to please his lady, even if it means almost starving himself to death. A missing man was found dead inside a dinosaur statue. Oh, no. And he really liked dinosaurs. That's the irony. This happened in Spain. Police in Catalonia are investigating the death of a gentleman who is thought to have become trapped inside a large dinosaur statue. What was he doing inside the statue? Well, he was trying to retrieve his smartphone. Oh, man, can you imagine? You, you know, you're screwing around with the smartphone, trying to get a photo of the teeth of this stegosaur, and then the phone drops inside the statue. Then you crawl headfirst into the statue to get your smartphone because these things cost $1,000. You can't leave your smartphone inside a dinosaur. You have to get it. The police were called to the statue in a place called Santa Coloma de Gramene. I hope I said that right. This is a satellite town of Barcelona, which is a place I'm sure you've all heard of. Uh, the police were called after a man and his son noticed something inside the papier-mâché stegosaurus over the weekend. Yeah, and, and it probably smelled as well. It's a hot place. A spokeswoman for the regional police force said that the death of this 39-year-old man was not being treated as suspicious. It looks like an accident. Uh, here's a quote from the police person. A father and son noticed there was something inside and raised the alarm. We found the body of a man inside the leg of this dinosaur statue. It's unfortunate. Terrible. It's an accidental death. There was no violence whatsoever. This person got inside the statue's leg and unfortunately was trapped. It looks as though he was trying to retrieve a mobile phone, which he dropped inside the stegosaurus. It looks like he entered the statue headfirst and just simply couldn't get out. Didn't anybody see this guy enter the dinosaur? <laughs> I mean, it's a little out of the ordinary. It's a Saturday afternoon. This place was probably crawling with people. Nobody saw him crawl headfirst into a dinosaur's mouth. That would be, like, so noticeable. There's no one around. He's inside the dinosaur screaming for help. Nobody hears him. It's a papier-mâché dinosaur. It's not echoey in the least bit. And can't you punch through a papier-mâché dinosaur, dinosaur statue? I'd imagine papier-mâché is not so strong, right? You could claw your way out of that dinosaur leg, I'd imagine. This guy was pretty helpless, though. Maybe, it was a, maybe he had some issues with his health or something. I still don't understand how you can't scream while you're inside the dinosaur and have someone hear you. I got so many questions. The uh, officers called in firefighters to help cut into the statue so the body of the man could be removed. They're still waiting for the autopsy results. They won't know how long he was in there, but it seems he was there for a couple of days, the woman added. According to the media, the dead man had actually been reported missing by his family a few hours before his body was discovered. He'd been gone a couple of days and they didn't report him missing until a few hours before he was discovered? This sounds... Hmm, something suspicious is going on here. You think the guy's family murdered him inside this dinosaur? They're like, I know how we can get rid of Uncle Steve. We'll just chuck his phone down that dinosaur's mouth and then we'll give him a boost up. In all seriousness, this is no laughing matter as a man has died trying to retrieve his cell phone. I'd imagine he's not the only one this year. How many people perish retrieving their cell phone from a dangerous spot? Like New York City when you drop your phone on the subway tracks. People go down and get them. Then they can't get up. Then they get hit by a train. This happens all the time. You know, sometimes, guys, you just got to say goodbye to your phone. I know it's hard. People drop their phone and they scream like they just dropped a baby. But after all, it's just a thing. It's replaceable. 
Don't go crawling on the train tracks. Don't go crawling into a volcano. Don't go out on the precipice of a tall building, nor inside a dinosaur statue to get your phone or anything you've dropped. Even if it's a wedding ring, I say you leave it. It's not worth your life, my friend. Shovels fly at Siberia's annual speed grave digging contest. Ooh, a grave digging contest. How morbid. Siberia's hardiest grave diggers put their shovels to work over the weekend. Teams came from all over to test their grave digging prowess at a crematorium in Russia's third largest city of Novosibirsk. Did I say that correctly? Novosibirsk. Yes, we come, we dig graves in Novosibirsk. Drink vodka. Dig graves. This competition is held every year, the grave digging competition. They say its aim is to raise the prestige of the grave digging profession. They're also trying to improve grave diggers' work performance overall. And they're trying to attract younger generations to careers in the funeral industry. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of kids watching your grave digging contest thinking, you know, that looks like a good time right there. <laughs> Where can I get a career in that? I want to have the worst back possible by the time I'm 24. <laughs> I want to be wearing a back brace by the time I'm 27. That looks like a good time. Good time. Digging holes for a living. Good job. The team from Omsk won this year. You guys were wondering, what team won? It was Omsk. You guys know that team from Omsk. They're super great at digging graves, those guys. Nailed it. Ooh, they set a new record by digging a grave. Can you guess how many minutes it took them to dig a grave? I don't know if this is a world record or not. It's pretty fast, though. All right. If you said under 40 minutes, you were correct. 38 minutes. This is, a, this is unbelievable. Uh, there were diggers from the Tomsk and Novosibirsk regions as well as the Republic of Altai. I don't know what that is. They were all represented at the event. They were two-man teams, two people digging a grave. They had to dig a coffin-sized hole with exact dimensions as well. They measured these. 200 centimeters long. 80 centimeters wide, and 160 centimeters deep. They were also judged on some other things. Uh, in addition to the size and speed of the grave being dug, the diggers were judged on their technique and their accuracy. I assume their accuracy with throwing the dirt over their shoulder. <laughs> I'm looking at piles of dirt. They're pretty uh, well stacked up. Looks like it's pretty accurate. Um, Last year's competition was held in the Siberian city of Tomsk. I hope I said that correctly. Last year's winner dug the grave in under 52 minutes. Wow, they shattered that grave digging record this year. They're just like really pushing the grave digging technology to a whole new level. And only using shovels. Shovels only. None of those little back hoes or anything like that. Nothing that runs on steam or electricity. They were just using back power, manpower, or I should say woman power. I think we've done away with that manpower phrase. I'm so sorry. I'm not up to all the changes in the language that are going on right now. I'm doing my best, though. I'm doing my best. Like, I'm not saying manhole. I'm saying gender-free hole. <laughs> uh, but this looks like a good time. I would love to go to a weird event like a speed grave digging contest. Had I the budget, I'd be there interviewing some of these grave diggers. Hey, I'm here with, uh, what's a good Russian name? Nicola, Nicola, you just run the one the speed grave digging contest. How do you feel? Nicola need vodka right now. Oh yeah, we all made it to the end, guys. Thanks for being here. 
I appreciate all of you for listening, and I appreciate everyone who sent me Florida Friday stories. We had a great uh, episode on Friday. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you had a nice weekend. I got a review on Amazon from someone named Meredith. Her name is Meredith Begin. She gave me three stars and wrote funny but long. She writes, I love the headlines chosen. Hilarious, interesting topics and commentating, but too long. I feel like it could be a bit shorter, especially since uh, it was suggested for my flash briefing. 90 seconds each would be nice. Thank you for the review, Meredith. Thanks for giving me three stars. Uh, I appreciate that. Anytime someone doesn't give me one star, I'm like, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you giving the podcast a try. I, I, I wish I could make it shorter, uh, but that would just give me no time to do any commenting on the stories. Um, I think the commenting on the stories is what makes this show different from other news shows. So if I was only going to do 90 seconds or a minute, it would just really... It would just give me time to read the story, and then that would be that. So in order to make Weird AF News what it is, it has to be this this uh, length. I think it's proper. I admit, occasionally, I do go too long. Um, I, I occasionally will crack the five-minute mark on stories, and um, I feel bad about that when it happens. But it's not, it's not all the time. Most of the stories are about three minutes, um, which is a, a proper chunk, I think. I want to thank you, Meredith, though, for taking the time and writing, him a writing me a review and giving me three stars. Though. I really appreciate the feedback. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, tell a friend um, that you think might enjoy some weird news that's uh, you know a little long. <laughs> well, it comes with commentary. That's the thing. It comes with commentary. You can always just read the, the weird news yourself if you, don't, um, you know, if you want to keep it short. Uh, but this is what makes Weird AF News stand out is, the, uh, is my... What I hope is uh, insightful and hilarious commentary on it. Not always funny, but usually at least it's insightful or I say something fascinating. I try to anyways. Give you a perspective. Uh, if you guys would like to leave me a, re a review, you can go to Amazon as well, just like uh, Meredith did. Uh, you can also go to Apple Podcast or iTunes to leave a review as well. So, um yeah, that's super helpful. You can also support the show by going to the Patreon. Yeah, you heard about Patreon? That's a way you can support an artist that you are fond of. Uh, and it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or you can get there from my website, weirdafnews.com as well. And uh, yeah, I think I got some calls over the weekend, but I'm not going to publish them on this episode. We'll do it on tomorrow's episode because I just don't have time. I don't have time. But if you'd like to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. The email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Send me some stories, guys.